0: Please be more salesy. My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. Welcome back to the show. My name's Jeff Bajoric. I'm your host, and I'm here to help you rethink the way you sell. Season five of this podcast is all about the seven steps to sell like you. Step one is to know yourself, because how can you sell like you if you don't know who you are? Step two is to know your best customers. Those are the ones you want more of, right? So you need to know them. You need to have good conversations with them. You need to have vulnerable discussions with them so you can learn about why they bought from you the first time, why they continue to buy from you, and how you can replicate those situations. We want more customers like our best customers, not like the other ones that we'd rather get rid of. I also gave you a framework for how to manage your time, your intentions, and your territory so that you can maximize the amount of growth you get in a minimal amount of time because sales is already hard. Why do we need to make it any more difficult than it already is? Step three is to know your process. Now, process is the science of selling. These are the, the things that have to happen in order for a sale to be made. But today, I want to talk about step four. That is know your methods. Methods are the art of selling. You see, the science of selling, these are the things that have to be done. They're going to happen regardless. If you don't complete these steps, no sale happens. But how you complete those steps is completely up to you. So people they confuse process and methods all the time, but they don't confuse art and science. So that's why I like this dichotomy. That's why I like the way this, that I'm, I'm describing process and methods. It's science and art. You can keep those a little bit more separate in your brain, which is going to help you. And I'll get into why it's going to help you and how it helps you in just a minute. Because what I'm going to do next is beg you. I'm begging you. Please be more salesy. Salesy has been this term. It just makes me quiver. I, I hate seeing it because people use it as a derogatory term. People say, oh, that was salesy. Uh, I felt a little creepy, a little icky. This is a little salesy. No, I got, what? We, salesy. Let's break it down. Salesy. Uh, I guess when you add the y at the end, that is of or related to making sales. I want to be known as salesy. I want to be known as someone who gets a job done. I want to be known as someone who helps their customers find results and success in a way that no one else can. That's a really, really good thing. That's a great thing to be known as. But instead, we think about it as a derogatory term. We think about it as something we want to run away from. You forget that your customers need help your customers are begging you to lead them and if you are neglecting to do that job if you are abdicating your role as a seller and not nudging them along, not encouraging them to take more steps, not encouraging them to progress through their decision-making process one way or another. I'm not saying you got to twist their arm, put a gun to their head, and tell them they got to buy. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about are you nudging them to eventually make a decision? If you're not doing that, then you're not making very many sales. But you're afraid to do that because you don't want to be considered salesy. I want you to think about what it really means. I want you to take ownership of that term, and I want you to consider that if you were a little bit more forthright, if you were a little more forthcoming, if you were a little more direct, if you were a little more proud of what you do for a living, then maybe, maybe, you'd be salesy in the right way, and you would get more done, and you'd help more people, you'd create More opportunities, more results, more outcomes for more people because you were just willing to do the work. Now, I want to step back for a second. And I want to be clear that I'm not talking about manipulating anybody. I'm not talking about doing anything subversive. I'm not talking about even giving anybody, including yourself, an icky feeling about how you are going about helping them or forcing them to make a decision. I don't want you to force anybody to do anything they don't want to do. As a matter of fact, you've heard me talk about this before. I have been trying to eliminate the word convince from my vocabulary because I think that's underhanded and unprofessional. Make no mistake, and particularly in a B2B sales role, you're the one driving the bus. And if you are sitting back feeling like you should just be waiting for your customers to tell you what they want to do and when they want to do it, you're going to be waiting a long time and you might get hungry while you wait. I see this all the time. And actually this just came up last week I was reading a uh, comments on LinkedIn about a post that a friend of mine had made uh, about uh, subject lines and the f- first few lines of an email and oh they can tell it's a salesperson right away. It doesn't matter that it's a salesperson. That that concept that oh don't let them know you're in sales like that is misinterpreted and it causes bad behavior all the time. Because The issue isn't that the email is from a salesperson. The issue is that the email provides no value. Picking up the phone when someone calls and being encouraged or or, or just even, you know, thinking about hanging up right away because, oh, it's a salesperson. That's because people in our profession don't typically provide enough value in those first few moments to keep the people on the line or to get them to read further into the email. It's not just because you're a salesperson. It's because you are taking instead of giving. How could you change the openers in your emails? How could you change the openers on your calls to provide more value up front so that you could be more (laughs) salesy? You see that? See how I'm twisting that a little bit? See how I'm flipping the script a little bit on what salesy means? If your outreach was a little more direct... Would you make more sales? I say yes. If you were a little more passionate, if you believed more in your profession, would you make more sales? Yes. But let's think about how most people would take that approach. Most people would say, okay, well, let me just not let them know I'm in sales. Let me just take a more indirect approach. Let me try to warm them up a little bit. Let me try to soften things. What you're really saying is, I'm going to pretend I'm not going to sell them something even though I know I want to. What does that mean for your integrity? What does that mean for the cognitive dissonance in your head of, oh, wait a second, am I lying? You, you have to lie to them and then tell yourself that you're not lying to them. How many mental gymnastics do you think you're going to be able to pull off and still get your job done? Why are you making this more difficult? It just doesn't make any sense to me. How do we solve this? Well, you just give yourself permission to be more salesy, but in the right way, the way I'm telling you, instead of the way that you've been led to believe that it should go. Do not be ashamed to be in sales. Do not be ashamed to provide value. Do not be ashamed to help people, to take an active role in helping people through your sales process, through their buying process. Because that's what your job is, and everybody needs you to do it. You do, your company does, your prospects absolutely do. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe that since we have the World Wide Web in our pockets, that everything under the sun, that all the knowledge in the history of the world is available at our fingertips, so now our customers don't need us to inform them. No, they need you to sort all the information. <laughs> They need you to guide them through all of that data because it can't be done. They need us more than ever. And when you hear that people don't like salespeople, when you hear that, you know, when when all the rankings of the professions and the integrity and professions gets posted and we're down there around politicians, you know, like, remember that's the worst of us. You have a choice. I remember a conversation that, uh, I had just a couple of years ago with a, with a client. He said, you know, I don't know. I don't want to call him. He's really busy. He doesn't need to hear from another crappy salesman. I said, you know what? You have a choice. You don't have to be a crappy salesman. You can be better. You can take a different approach. So as I'm prefacing this this step, the next handful and then some of episodes, we're going to spend a lot of time on this step. I want to remind you that you can do this any way you want. There are a lot of ways to be effective. Choose to be effective, then choose to be effective in the way that makes you feel good about yourself. Be effective in the way that doesn't require you to lie to yourself about what your true intentions are. Be good in a way that fulfills you, unlike any other way you've ever sold. That's what I'm here to teach you. We're going to get into a lot of this over the next few episodes. We're going to talk about being persistent without being a pest. We're going to talk about what great discovery looks like. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about how to close. We're going to talk about how to be very firm in asking for action, but doing so in a way that makes you feel good and makes your prospect feel good. The next few weeks are going to be killer. And I'm glad to have you here, and I hope you stick with me over those episodes because we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to make a lot of sales. So, yes, to recap here, I'm going to give you something to think about. I want you in a quiet space when you're not driving, when you're not running or whatever, right? Get, go, go write. Get, find a piece of paper. Write this down. Write your definition of what salesy is. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to remind you that whatever you write down on that page is probably going to be negative. It's probably going to be the worst of the combined experiences that you've either had yourself or heard other people like you have had. And I'm going to remind you that you can sell effectively without being anything like that. The choice is yours. Your methods are your choices. And you'll never sell better than when you sell like you. So give yourself the permission, give yourself the space to get creative and to think creatively, sorry, (laughs) for the best ways for you to accomplish the steps in your sales process. This is going to be fun. Thanks again for being here. Uh, So many podcasts out there. We're in the hundreds of sales podcasts alone. Thanks for spending the last 10, 12 minutes with me. And uh, I'll talk to you again very soon. Rethink the way you sell is a pot about it production. It's mixed and edited by Doug Branson with music by Blue Dot Sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajoric.